hiatus for American Thanksgiving there. Dio, did you enjoy your American Thanksgiving? Oh, I had a great time, man. I was uh, watching the games up in Chatham. Shout out to my boys there. Um, didn't turn out so good for me, though, with a Steelers loss. Got a little controversy, my man Tomlin, with his uh, feet on the, the sidelines there. But besides that, it was a good time. I expect more out of, out of Tomlin and the, and the Pittsburgh Steelers organization, man. That's a bit of a low-brow low low kind of stuff there. I love it. I, I just don't know, man. I think it's getting blown out of proportion. I mean, find the man 100 G's okay. Like, that's a lot of money. Fine. But uh, losing draft picks, I think like if if Tomlin had a history of being like a, you know, a coach who was a little shady like that, maybe you could talk about that. But I mean, it's, it's Mike Tomlin, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's Mike Tomlin, but it ain't Jim Schwartz. It's not Jim Schwartz, but you know, <laughs> he was smiling after that. It's All like right. he did it on purpose, kind of thing. I think he knew what he was doing, man. I don't know, man. I don't think so, but. <laughs> I'm ready to move on. We still in the the playoff hunt, so yeah, it's true. I, I mean, a lot of teams are still in the playoff hunt. That's what you got to love right now. About what, what is this week thirteen? Yep. So, um, you know, at least like seventy five percent of the teams, I think you could say, still are hoping for like at least that last wild card spot in both of those uh, conferences. It's actually week fourteen, man. Fourteen, see? Yep, we missed a week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but the good thing for me because I think my uh, I would have done awful on picks last week. Yeah, <laughs> one of them weeks, man. Yeah, um, it's funny though. I was going through the, the list of games this week. I'm feeling kind of confident this week, though. Yeah, me too. I I really like the games this week. I don't mind them at all. Um, yeah, I like these. These lines are a little bit sharper, but that's fine. I think there's situations that play right into the hands of uh, certain people, especially when those night games. Mm-hmm. I prefer the primetime games because they're accounting for more public money than mm-hmm. normal, and I don't think the lines as sharp as uh, as it could be because I think they're accounting for which way the public feels about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That always sways things a lot. Yeah. And perception is, you know, only as good as last week. So, and we've talked about that so many times that, you know, it's never as good as you think it is. Yeah, I mean, uh, especially with certain teams in the league. You know, my Steelers are one of those teams. Um, The Giants, another team that is heavily bet on. And I think the number one team, though, man, is the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Everybody loves betting on Dallas. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. And everybody you know. got killed on Thanksgiving because yeah. Oakland covered that spread. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. so, uh, and, and they're a team that, you know, you might bet on them, but they still frustrate you, right? So, yep. Um, so let's get into it, man. I'm anxious to hear what you got this week. What's your first pick? Uh, first pick. I'm going to go, uh, going to go with who you just talked about, man. Dallas Cowboys. Oh, okay. In the Monday Nighter, they are the dog. And just because they're on the road, but they're playing a Chicago team that basically has no defense. Right. And um, without Jay Cutler, or even with Jay Cutler, I, I don't trust Chicago, man. And I think that's it for them. They're pretty much out of the playoffs because even if they get back up and uh, tie the Lions, Lions have the tie break. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Oh, you thought I was getting cocky? It was, still is getting cocky, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't mind getting cocky, man. This division's over. NFC North is done. Wow. Green Bay's not getting Aaron Rodgers back, and uh, 
Chicago is taking a nosedive right now. I'm going to take uh, Dallas, and I think Dallas is going to win that division, which helps your Super Bowl pick up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a good Monday night game, you know what I mean? Uh, I was really disappointed by this week's Monday Nighter. Yeah. You know what was supposed to be a good game? I mean, what the hell happened there, man? Yeah, I have no idea, man. Uh, no idea. It was, uh, <sighs> you ran into a buzzsaw out in Seattle. Yeah, you know, um, one of my boys was at the game, man. One of the cats I met out in Amsterdam before, and so he was just, uh, when I, he was tweeting about it, I, I was talking to him. He just said it was incredible, just how loud it was. And he was inside in, uh, like, one of those uh, suites. Oh. And nice. even there, you know, it was just crazy. Um, but what a what a great time it must be to be at one of those games. Oh, it's great. I've been to that stadium twice. Yeah, man. exactly. You've been there, uh, so you know. Unbelievable, man. I went to a playoff game there mm-hmm. when they had played the, uh, the Washington Redskins a few years back at home. And it was crazy crazy yeah. in the Hasselbeck days yeah exactly Hasselbeck held it down yep um my first pick I'm looking for a team to get back on track this week yep the Kansas City Chiefs oh, I like it playing in Washington uh, right now it's Washington plus three so um Kansas City minus three and I, I feel good about this pick because I think Kansas City's come out against some tough opponents they want to get back on track and Washington to me just seems like it's on the way down um, Gary Kubiak just got fired, but I think Shanahan could be next to go. I never quite understood how you could get away with that cocky play of getting your like son to uh, be on your coaching staff. You know, especially in a position as important as offensive coordinator, it's just so awkward. You know what I mean? If things don't work out, and they ain't working out on the offensive side of the ball, and I think both those guys got to go. Yeah, I think they do, man. I I know all the blame is coming down on RG3 right now. Nobody's talking Shanahan. I think you're right, man. I think that's the way to go. And um, I'm very happy um, that I was right with that prediction, man. Kubiak. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to step up and resign when I saw that he was making an announcement. But I guess he got tossed, man. They didn't give him that that chance to resign. The kind of quit-resign Yeah. Well, yeah, when you lose to uh, Jacksonville like that, man, like, yeah, uh, pretty bad, man. Taking out Keenum, putting in Shab, like, it just looks all experimental. Yeah, it's just, you know, just a sad season. But, I mean, in retrospect, it's like, hey, they're going to get the number one pick probably now. So, you know, I think it's one of those things in football, too. Like, it's not as important, I don't think. Maybe you'll disagree with me on this. Your slot in the draft, mm. aside from one of those couple spots at the top, but I don't know if there's a huge drop off between five and nine, or it's kind of like that because there's so many positions in football too. Yeah, that um, you know certain teams are drafting for need in places like that. I mean, sometimes you might see four quarterbacks taken by the top ten pick. So if you got the eleventh pick. There's still a lot of good players out there. Just because you got a quarterback, now you you don't need another quarterback. You know, there's a lot of value in other positions, man. What, what do you think of that? Yeah, but, okay, the way the league is now, I really do think that the lower the pick, the, the better. And even those five, I think there is a big difference only because of the emphasis on quarterback play. And you look at the league right now, and you look at how many quarterbacks you look at that are actually good you can look on so many teams saying they have a need at quarterback, even if they just drafted one. And the only way to get one, basically, unless you get lucky, is through the draft. So all these quarterbacks are getting drafted higher and higher and higher, and there's not, like, 
10 quarterbacks to take. There's only a few that are in college that are proven and worth taking at a high pick. The trend is you're going to see more and more quarterbacks going in the top 10. So I think once that top 10 gets done, now you're reaching and hoping to catch somebody like, you know, Russell Wilson or Tom Brady. And those guys are rare. They don't come around a lot. Yeah, from a quarterback position. But then again, like... I like how they changed the salary cap because before, if you were picking that quarterback number one, two, three, you're getting strangle held in a crazy contract too, like 50 million guaranteed, right? But um, I don't think you always got to get that quarterback in those first top 10 picks. I mean, it's nice when there's like a clear cut, can't miss Andrew Luck out there or RG3. But um, I mean, you brought up Russell Wilson, you know, Kaepernick, you know, um, Certain guys that fall outside of that. So, yeah, of course, if you want to get the quarterback, you're definitely going to want to get one of those guys early on. But what I'm saying, too, is like um, if you want another position, defensive end, if you want a linebacker, you could still get a, like an exceptional talent at like 11 or 12, one of the first players of that position taken. So um, if you need to fill that position and you already have a top 10 quarterback, then that's that's a great pick for you. Yeah, it's true. So, whereas in the NBA, it's kind of like if you don't have that pick in the top 10, it's kind of that gamble. You know, um, you're hoping it's going to turn out good, but the chances are a lot lower. Almost like a top five in NBA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Stuck around seven, eight, nine. Those are more crapshoot type of picks. So, I mean, I think gambling, that's also a good indication, too, because um, it's not like you're at the end of the year and your team sucks. Oh, or like, you know, in Atlanta's could only win two games this year, three games, but they're still going to be going hard because it's not like if they, you know, they're not just looking for that number one pick. They, they're trying to have a respectful season, man. So that's yep. that's my take on that, man. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, man. Um, you brought up a couple quarterbacks there, Russell Wilson, Colin Kaepernick, and that's the game I'm going to go to next. Yeah. And everybody is betting Seattle this weekend, man. Seattle look great, dominant, and they don't even have to win this game coming up, man. They really don't have to. They've got the division locked up. They don't have to win, and uh, I don't think they're going to show all their stuff to San Fran. They don't need to, and uh, San Fran is going to be amped up. Crabtree, I think it is the second game back now. Um, San Fran's ready to go, man, and I I think they want to let Seattle know and this is a revenge game, too. Seattle's blown out San Fran twice. And Seattle's a different team on the road. So I'm taking San Fran at home, minus two and a half. Damn, man, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of my picks, too. Yeah, you yeah. just got to love the value in it. Uh, San Fran at home. I think San Fran's one of those teams that might be peaking right at the right time. You know, had yeah. kind of up and down year. Reminded me of a team that won the Super Bowl last year in that respect. But uh, if they can heat up towards the end um, and a big win against Seattle would do that. Um, Seattle's had to be, you know, scrappy at times. So, um, yeah, they, they win big over New Orleans. But I remember last month they were struggling against the Tampa Bay Bucks. So, yeah, so uh, yeah, that, that was one of mine. But since you, you had a chance to break that one down, I'm, I'm going to talk about another one that uh, I think you're going to like. All right. Is uh, Detroit and Philly. Yep. I got Detroit in this game. Really? Plus two and a half. Why is that? Um, I think Detroit really um, really wants to go hard this year right now. And um, I was talking about them earlier in the year. They pulled out some uh, big Ws. And right now I want to see if they can really assert themselves 
and take home that North Division title. And Philly, yeah, they've been creeping on the come up, but I just don't know if they can keep it going. They've they've gotten um, they've had a good streak, but I see it coming to an end. It's gonna be interesting because Philly's only got one home win this year. Yeah, they suck and, it off. Uh, you know they're they're typically not a good home team at all, so it's not a bad thing to take the dog blindly. And Detroit, the only people beating Detroit is Detroit yeah. with their turnovers. It's unbelievable how sloppy they can get and how much offense they put up despite themselves. It, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy watching their games. It's like, come on, man. Don't you guys want to just win? Yeah, all yeah. Fumbles, all the interceptions. It's just like, my God, man. I can it's believe it. It's painful to watch. So hopefully they can put one together here because they're going to need to against Philly. It's going to be a lot of a lot of big plays. I think it's going to be a, a really high score. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do I got next year, man? Let's go to uh, let's go to my buddy, Phil Rivers. <laughs> and... Eli. Eli Thompson. Yeah, yeah. Eli, I don't know. They're at New York Giants on a little tear, on a mini tear. And I'm not buying it at all, man. <laughs> I was going to say. At all. Yeah, yeah. I'm not buying it. And uh, I like this, that they're going out to San Diego. The line is only a, a field goal. San Diego minus three at home. Mm-hmm. I'm taking San Diego, man. I'm not buying this New York Giants hype and all these wins in a row and Eli playing well, and they got the running game back, and I, I don't know. I know New York's used to closing out nicely, but Philip Rivers has actually had a really good year, and uh, I think he's going to put up some numbers against uh, the Giants, who still don't have a very good defense. I like it. I like San Diego here too, man, and uh, I, I agree with a lot of the things you were talking about there. It's really been a great bounce back year for Philip Rivers. It's just tough that he's playing in such a – uh, a strong division. I'm actually hoping the Giants come out on top because San Diego is one of those teams in that little mix we got right there uh, to try to lock up that last playoff spot that the Steelers are vying for. But other than that, you know, it's looking good there. Yeah. Um, what I do like about this week is there's a lot of good games, though, man. Mm-hmm. Like last week really sucked, though, too. I mean, it's a good thing we took a break that week because, I mean, last week... I was, you know, I was watching the games, but like I was watching more of the red zone. Maybe because there wasn't a Steelers game on Sunday, but still, there just wasn't a lot of good matchups. No, I, I did the same thing, man. I was just on it's red terrible. zone on, on Sunday because I watched the Detroit game on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and like I said, it's not even just that. You know, it, it's just it's not that you want to watch your your favorite team. You know, sometimes I like sitting back and watching a good matchup, like. Um, like a lot of these games are this week, like the Detroit Philly game, like that's going to be just a, a solid game that I really want to pay attention to. Even the Giants in San Diego, you know, it goes on and on. But something that stinks this week is the Buffalo Bills and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. And um, I got Tampa Bay minus two and a half here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean. You know what this game is? This is the game for the uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year, for uh, Mike Glennon to uh, cement his uh, stakes of, of locking it down. Glennon, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I mean, the, the Offensive Rookies really sucked this year. I mean, it looked like Geno, then it was looking like Eddie Lacy, but I, I got to say right now, the dark horse candidate to me is, is Mike Glennon. I think uh, EJ Manuel's got something to say about that. It's just too bad that he got uh, 
he was injured so much this year. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying too. So uh, you know, if he, he puts a statement though, you know, um, he could get back in here. He's got four games to do it. So, but but uh, Tampa Bay just playing a little bit more solid, kind of like Jacksonville going on that late season uh, run, and Buffalo just. You know, they have flashes, but, you know, it's just too erratic. Yeah, I hear you, man. And the, I know you brought up stinker, so I might as well go to my stinker here. And uh, there's a very awful game, man, that I'm not going to watch. And it's the Open Raiders of the New York Jets. Oh, you ain't going to watch that one? <laughs> I'm going to bet on it because here's a stat I got. This is... Uh, is this a, a zigzag stat? <laughs> no, not a zigzag stat. The Jets are only the 22nd team in the last 25 seasons to score three points or less, yeah. two games in a row. Yeah. Three points or less, two games in a row. The next game that those teams play are 3-18 and 18 straight up. Wow. So I'm taking the Oakland Raiders plus two and a half points here. I don't know why... The Jets are favored against anybody, but yeah, you got to make somebody. I think that should just be a pick 'em game. I'm taking Oakland. Yeah, I, I don't really even want to talk about that game. No, there's nothing um, to break down. You know, zero to break down. Just, just what? Don't even watch it. Just check out the final score, and you'll see Oakland winning like five to three or something crap. I'm just glad it's in New York because if it was in Oakland, it might have been one of those four o'clock games. You know, in some weeks they only have like two four o'clock games. Just taking up space. So uh, yeah, yeah. Really making Scott Hansen's job <laughs> on, uh, on the red zone. He, yeah. he really gets stressed out during I, those times. Well, actually, he might like it. He might have a chance to go to the bathroom. Then there ain't a lot of scoring. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> he doesn't like that though, man. He, he's intense. He likes yeah, to yeah. Uh, likes to bounce around. Like some action. All right, so I'm gonna lock it up right now. Yep. Um, a good Sunday nighter, man. Carolina, New Orleans. That's my lock game too. So I'm excited <laughs> to see which side you're on. New Orleans is favored by three points. Yep. And I'm riding with the Saints, man. All right. Riding with the home team. Um, I like them coming back home, doing some damage. You don't want to piss Drew Brees off. Drew Brees, I read his autobiography, one of the best autobiographies I've read by an athlete. And when he lost that game in Seattle, I know what he was doing. He went straight to the treadmill and banged out like an hour on there. Mm -hmm. Monday morning, he got up at 5 in the morning, had a cup of coffee, and started reading the game plan on how to break down this Carolina defense. Um, He's ready to go. And yeah, Carolina's got some D. But Cam Newton, boy, you're going to have to really air it out and put on a show to, to keep up with Drew Brees in this one. Um, Carolina's won eight in a row, right? Yeah. And I think something, New Orleans was on a tear like that. I think after the Jets game or whatever, they were on a tear themselves. And New Orleans ran into a buzzsaw in Seattle last week. Yep. Because that home field advantage, everything about Seattle was the way it is. And my lock pick is actually the same, man. Sean Payton, Drew Brees at home. Three points only? Yeah. I understand Carolina's been been killing it. Eight wins in a row. That's fine. But you're going into New Orleans. You could take anybody and you're going into New Orleans. I don't care which team in the league. Name one. I will always take New Orleans Saints at home, especially if it's a field goal or less. Mm -hmm. That's... If you go wrong on that, <laughs> that's the, not the majority of the time that you're going to be wrong betting on the Saints at home. So, yeah. 
Especially with that low of a spread. Um, and it's a, a great game because they're really playing for the crown right now, too. They, One of those teams wants to sew up that division. So. Yep. Well, we have two of the same picks. We both have San Fran and New Orleans. Yeah. And then uh, I've got Oakland, Dallas, San Diego. You got KC, Detroit, and Tampa Bay. So it's going to be interesting. I'm at 33 wins, 29 losses. You're at 32 wins, 30 losses. So it's going to be interesting coming down into the stretch here. Hold on, man. I thought I was up. Nope. You're down one game. Because the week before, which was week 12, we skipped week 13. Yeah. You went 2-3 and three and I went 4-1. and one. That was a big week. Okay, maybe it was. Yep. I thought I still was up one, man. I can taste that steak. Yeah, yeah. I got to catch up on some ground, man. <laughs> Speaking of home teams, I want to transition a little bit to the NBA, man. You been watching any Portland Blazers and Rip City? Yeah, they've been doing it up lately, eh? Have you been watching the games? I haven't been watching, though, man. <laughs> I've, I've been catching them, man. It's very interesting to watch them. Because Damian Lillard is really fun to watch, man. And LaMarcus Aldridge is everything that you thought he would be. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very uh, nice to watch them. And they're, and they're killing all the good teams. Yeah, I, I thought it was one of those you get off to a hot start, then you come back to earth. But um, they're just really showing and proving. And, and um, I think it's just one of those things where good man, good management, good ownership really makes a difference in the NBA because they lost Brandon Roy um, a few years ago. They struck out with Greg Oden as the number one pick. And look at them. They're, they're still doing really good. They're solid. They're a likable team too, which is important in markets like Portland too. Um, you don't want just the jail blazers like they had before, so I give it up to them. Yeah, they really uh, built through the draft, and you don't hear a lot about them or anything like that, but it, it's really been a really good job by the organization to build a team from the ground up and, and take those L's, you know, with with high draft picks, the Greg Gones, the, the, the Brandon Roy, you know what I mean? You had those guys that with such high hopes and ended up being disappointments, but they still kept kept moving on and actually getting better. Yeah, it's, it's really surprising, man. Um, what do you make of the uh, New Jersey Nets right now? Though? <laughs> man, I watched the toilet bowl last night. Yeah, they, they, the Knicks. Yeah, they got blown out. And the Knicks look like an organized basketball team, hmm. even though they weren't. And that's how bad the Nets were. I watched the Nets, and I'm like, what is it? What's the philosophy here? There's none. Hmm. On offense, it's one on one ball. There's no no movement, no nothing. KG is taking panic shots because they're just dumping the ball off to him and say, go go do it. Joe Johnson's playing hero ball, but I guess he's used to that in his old uh, old gig in Atlanta, all the rest of it. He's been playing hero ball. Right. I don't know what's going on there, man. Jason Kidd's a joke. Reassigning Lawrence Frank. I understand he wants to show he's the boss, which is fine, but I don't think he's got anything to back it up, and he's only going to get leeway because... He's brand new, but that, that's a very, very disappointing team. Um, what do you think about the Nets, man? Everything you just said, too, man. I mean, it's. Uh, I I thought they were going to be a good team. You know, I was the one saying, "Hey, man, he's got Lawrence Frank. That's going to help him." Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so to see how bad that went that early, um, basketball—it's a long season. But it's always interesting when you get off to a bad start mm-hmm. because the Toronto Raptors got off to a bad start last year 
And it just really hurts the rest of your year because you're always trying to catch up. Like if you're playing 500 ball, that's one thing at this time. Um, you can get hot. You can withstand a three-game losing streak or whatnot. But, you know, when you start out that poor, it's really tough to reestablish yourself. But the only good thing is the division they're in. Because you win the division, you're in the playoffs. And, Which is garbage. And in the playoffs, it can be a whole different ball game. So I think they can, you know, muscle their way out against the Celtics. I think they can muscle the, their way out against the Raptors. Um, and, and get a playoff spot basically on that merit. And then, like I said, you never know when it comes to the playoffs. So um, they, they got to just keep that in mind. Yeah, I don't know. They look like disaster right now, but I know they're not healthy either. So yeah, yeah. as long as they can stay around you know, 500 and get there, then they have a chance. None of those other teams matter. Um, I really like the Atlanta Hawks. Mm. And this is in no small part due to Mike Budenholzer, Budenholzer mm-hmm. from the Greg Popovich Street. Right. The coach in Atlanta. If you, I watched the uh, the Hawks against the Spurs game, the one where uh, Timmy put up, went 20-20 with the game-winning shot. It was unbelievable to yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Atlanta was running their offense just like San Antonio. <laughs> they had Millsap and Horford. Playing just like uh, like Tim Duncan off the pick and rolls, the pick and pops. They have Jeff Teague coming off of uh, two back screens and catching the ball. And that's how they start their play, exactly like Tony Parker. And Jeff Teague looks great now. Yeah. And I think because he's being coached by Budenholzer, he's treating him just like Tony Parker. Hmm. He's on him just like that. It's very interesting to watch this Atlanta team, man. They When they put it together... They run the same stuff as the Spurs offensively and defensively where they're trying to, to, to send you. I think the big difference is the Spurs have Tim Duncan in the back. Mm-hmm. And the Hawks don't have anybody that has a defensive presence down low, any big guy. So I think that really hurts their defensive scheme. So I think that's why they're they're losing. But offensively, they can run the same kind of sets as the Spurs. Their big men are, are uh, they can finish by the basket, but they can also shoot from outside. So it's really, really helps them out, and they do have some shooting there too. Yeah, yeah, Atlanta definitely one of those surprise teams, man. Yeah, and the Miami Heat. What do you think about them, man? They've they have an okay record, but they've t- taken five L's now. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to come down to them in Indiana, right? And it's nice to have home court advantage, but um, but yeah, I think one of the areas of concern is just missing the Mike Miller or missing like an additional shooter like that um, because with Wade out at different times and um, his durability, it's an issue. Yeah, and uh, Sugar Shane Batty is nowhere to be found, man. There's an APB out for that guy. Hmm. He's disappeared. He's dropped off. Yeah, I mean, just getting a little older. But um guy like Michael Beasley, he, he's doing well this year. Yeah, he's doing all right. I'm not feeling no Beasley, man. I, I used to like him, but I don't know. I, I'm not sold on Beasley. You know I'm getting sold on slowly. I've been watching some OKC, too. Hmm. And I was wondering, where is their production going to come from after Durant and Westbrook? Right. And you know Ibaka's there. Okay, he's going to have certain good nights, but you had no Kevin Martin, no James Harden. Where is this, these points going to come from? And Jeremy Lamb looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. So does uh, Reggie Jackson off the bench. He's a, he's a fourth scorer. 
He's the fourth leading scorer in OKC is Reggie Jackson. I think he's putting together a little campaign, and I think he's going to get some notice for, for sixth man of the year if he keeps this thing up. Yeah, exactly. It could be a, a little interesting for sure. I mean, it's, it's good to see them get the production out there too, right? Um, yep. And, you know, it's not like they're a complete surprise because we expect them to do well, but but uh, I think it's a really solid start for them and, and could mean a lot down the road too. And, of course, having Westbrook come back um, has been big. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, – I think there, there's not a lot of parity in the league anymore, man. There were there was at the start of the season, but that doesn't mean nothing. Now you're going to start seeing some separation with these teams, and you're going to see the cream of the crop. You're going to see the bottom of the barrel. And uh, most of that bottom is sitting in the Eastern Conference. Oh, yeah, by far. You know what I mean? Awful. A lot of, a lot of good players to be had in the draft. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So – Anyways, I'll we'll see you get those ping pong balls. Yeah, well, I, I know you got to hit the road. Yeah, I, man. I got to uh, get back in the studio right now, man. Just putting down some uh, new music today. All right, cool. Work, working on some joints, so so uh, let, let's see how these picks work out, man. Yeah, man, let's see these Lions ball hard on Sunday. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs>